Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson tuning in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaw11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by a special guest today, Antoine Staley, who, uh, you know, replaced my uh, my good friend, uh, DJ Vianime, uh, you know, at the Daily News and is crushing it over there. I see Antoine Staley on Twitter. Antoine, how are we doing today? I'm good. How you doing, Will? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, a, uh, I'm excited to have you on. I know it's uh, been talking about doing this for a little while now, and no better time than I guess it'll by the time game time kicks off, it'll be January competitive football for the Jets, something we have not been able to talk about in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, kind of we'll start off, obviously, the, the biggest news of the week, Mike White's back. How excited either should fans be or how big of a, you know, how big a news is this? Because Thursday, uh, you know, Thursday felt like a funeral for, for the Jets. Well, for the Jets season and Zach Wilson. Well, yeah, it felt like a funeral in the locker room, too. I mean, I, I think. I think, you know, having Mike White back, I think, opens up a lot of different things, too. They hadn't been able to run the ball uh, effectively the last couple of weeks. And I think teams have been loading up the box and knowing that, you know, hey, Zach Wilson really can't beat us deep. So now having Mike White in there, somebody that knows the offense well, somebody that can throw the passes uh, accurately and deep down the field, it's going to open up so much for this offense. And I think it's huge to have him back, especially for this stretch run. And also, you know, what also helped the Jets is a lot of teams ended up losing over the weekend. New England ended up losing. The Dolphins ended up losing on Sunday on Christmas. So this opens up the opportunity for the Jets to still get into the playoffs despite, you know, going winless in December. You sound a little upset about the Dolphins. And, uh, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have a history covering the Dolphins, but no, nah, I mean, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like to. Uh, I know. There's a, lot of, there's, a lot of pe- there's a lot of people in the New York market. And, and John Jaskrams, he's a Dolphins fan. Obviously, DJ's you know, now in Houston, but he's a, you know, a Dolphins fan. So there's a lot of Dolphins-Jets crossover. But yeah, the, the Jets you know, benefited greatly, obviously, over the weekend between, as you mentioned, the Patriots losing a game where felt over is 15 to nothing, 22 to nothing. You're going, all right, the Jets, you know, Christmas Eve will go smoothly. And then I don't know, the Patriots start coming back and it's 22 yeah. to 18 they're driving. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be, you can't, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be kidding me here. And then, you know, the, the Steelers obviously beat the Raiders, which basically eliminated them. And then obviously you mentioned on Sunday, the Dolphins, um, you know, 20 to 10, they're out there about, you know, I feel like they're about to go in 27 to 10 at halftime, ended up losing. Obviously now we don't really know the stats of two, eight, I'd say better chance than not, he does not play again this year. But yeah, obviously the Dolphins haven't exactly handled covered themselves in glory with concussions, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, you never know. Maybe he'll play this week. But um, you know, you mentioned obviously, you know, Mike White and kind of his ability to come back. I know Robert Sal kind of just talked about it. How how important is it to get this running game going? Because it felt like they were running the ball well with Mike White, and then the last two weeks, um, whether it was a Zach issue, offensive line, and coaching, whatever it was. They've been putrid running the football, and we've seen it kind of affect the game uh, pretty negatively. In their two wins the last couple of months, they've run the ball really well. They've rushed over 150 yards, and they haven't done that. They've lost. 
So it's pretty it's pretty simple what the formula is for the Jets, the uh, the winning, and it's running the football. And I get you know Brees Hall obviously losing him was a big blow to the team, but you know you still have uh, Bam Knight who I think is capable of you know taking some carries and also getting the hundred yards. Michael Carter I know he hasn't necessarily played particularly well recently, but he has had history of playing really well. And then I mean depending on where they how they still view maybe James Robinson, maybe try to get him in the midst too because you need I think you need all hands on deck really to try to get the running game going uh obviously what has not happened you know the last couple of weeks whether Detroit or Jacksonville they they just hadn't been able to do it and I think part of that is also the offensive line that's that's necessarily played very well too and not creating some of those holes and you know teams are just you know going in and you know stopping the run on first and second down and create these third and long, long opportunities and as you know Will uh the Jets haven't really done well on third third down this year anyway and then when you get like third and 15 third and 12 then you know it's impossible for any team more or less a team like the Jets that has trouble scoring points the way that they do yeah there's like last week it felt like a combination of things I, I truly believe this team feeds off the energy of the quarterback I think every team does and it's safe to say the energy they fed off of the last two weeks has not been particularly good, especially on Thursday. It felt like everyone came out, defense came out, and the second they didn't score really, I mean, I know they got the three points, but they basically lost yards on that first that first drive against Jacksonville. It was like, you just kind of felt that the life kind of gets sucked out of the building a little bit. And, yeah. Um, and you know, also, I think, to too, and I think, too, the defense got tired. I mean, yeah, at some point, you know, as good as their defense is, you're going to get tired. Like, the course, when you keep going back out there and your offense isn't necessarily producing first downs, like, it's going to be natural for any defense to kind of wear down. And I think that's kind of what happened, like, midway in the, you know, first – second quarter I mean I think they kind of got a little tired just kept going back out there on the field and they got to halftime they were able to readjust themselves and play a lot better but I did, I really think truly like you got to be able to run the football and also uh keep them off the field if you don't then like any anything else is going to break eventually yeah they, they need to get out to, to an early lead as well I, I don't know I don't have the stats on me directly but I just based off memory obviously Minnesota they did not get out to a lead early yeah. obviously against Buffalo they did not Jacksonville, Detroit, like, I know they technically led against Jacksonville, but, you know, they were down 10-3 before yeah, you yes. blinked. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Chicago games, the Chicago games, the last time they played with a lead, and you can see the defense, they kind of slowly can kind of get into the game as opposed to feeling like they have to be perfect early on. I'm not saying the defense play has played the best football all year if they've played the last two weeks, but, I don't know, they still gave up, you know, respectively, you know, 13 points on defense and, you know, and 10 points or 19 points last week to two high-flying offenses, so... Do you expect? Do you feel like the defense has dropped off a little bit, or it's kind of just what you mentioned, where the defense has kind of been gassed and asked to be perfect, especially the last couple of weeks? I think it's a combination of it. Yeah, I think obviously you look at the Detroit game, and you know I feel like they were they were really good for you know three and a half quarters, and then that big play, fifty one yard, that was just crushing. And um, I mean, you just can't have that. I mean, obviously, so I feel like they've played well for the most part, but I think they've had times where they've had some slippage where, you know, even last week, I feel like against Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence was able to run all over him. Like, and you know, he you go back and pass and then it doesn't see anything there. And like a smart quarterback does is somebody that's progressed in his career, you know, as a second year player, he decided, you know what, instead of throwing the ball away, I have room to run. And, you know, he was able to run for, you know, first downs. And I feel like the Jets defense just didn't make a, quick enough adjustment on that so yeah I definitely think it's been some slippage a little bit not 
as much as I'm not super concerned about it, but at the same time, it's definitely some things they have to get cleaned up, especially, you know, going against Seattle and, you know, Geno Smith, who's had, you know, really, you know, pretty, you know, remarkable year, considering the circumstances. And Kenneth Walker, you know, the third, who I think is, you know, playing at a, you know, rookie of the year type, you know, year at the running back position, along with Garrett Wilson, who's having a tremendous year too as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, last thing kind of before we transition, obviously, to that to that Seattle game, you know, you look around, I want to kind of quickly just touch on, we touched on the playoff, you know, stuff and, and the New England-Miami game, obviously, you know, Jets will play at four o'clock on Sunday, New England-Miami will be, will be the one o'clock game. Do you foresee, like, there being a huge drop-off between Tua to Teddy and, like, Miami not being able to get the job done up in New England? Because I feel like, Teddy Bridgewater's been there, and like I don't see that it's to me as big of a drop off. Maybe it's the way Tua has been playing the last four weeks. I don't think it's going to be like this astronomical. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to know what he's doing. Like he's been an NFL starter before he's made the playoffs. So, um, do you kind of foresee that game being by Miami getting a victory on Sunday, or do you think it's going to be one of those we're going to have to sweat it out till uh, week eighteen if the Jets win? Yeah, I think you got to sweat it out. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be tough, even with Tua playing. Like, you know, obviously we know his history with cold weather, and I do not expect it to be, you know, very pleasant in Foxborough. Well, really, any time of the year is more or less on uh, January 1st. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be a tough game for the Dolphins. And, and the Patriots, you know, for all the talk about Matt Jones and their offense, their defense is really good. Like, the defense is, uh, keeps them in games. Obviously, kept them in game against Cincinnati. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be one of those games where you got to sweat it out and Jets fans are going to be really nervous uh, headed up to the kickoff because, you know, the Patriots, you, you obviously want the Dolphins to win in this situation. So it kind of sets up a possible winner-take-all in Week 18. Uh, having New England win, you know, considering what may happen on Monday night against Cincinnati – you know, there's still a chance Cincinnati could get the number one overall seed in the AFC. And then if that's the case, what but what does Buffalo do uh, last game of the season? Do they rest their players? Do they decide to, you know, play everybody, Josh Allen? I don't know. You know, so you don't want to necessarily go to that route where, you know, you want to be able to control what you can control. And, you know, obviously the Jets, first and foremost, need to get a win. Like, because they have not won, you know, since Thanksgiving. But, you know, having the Patriots kind of, it, the tight kind of everything in their hands is kind of I'm sure uh gonna make a lot of people nervous on Sunday <laughs> there's a there's a you know obviously it's been a crazy year where things kind of go the opposite of what you think and when things are trending up for a team they instantly kind of fall back the crazy scenario which is not actually all that unrealistic is that Miami wins on Sunday then the Jets win which could happen you never know and then the real crazy wrench is if Cincinnati beats Buffalo which is not no, you know, no, no uh, that would not be that big of a surprise, but all of a sudden Cincinnati jumps into being the one seed and Buffalo is all the way back to, to two and Kansas City's then three. And all of a sudden, you know, you're staring at a Jets, uh, a Jets Bills rematch in the playoffs potentially, which would be, you know, all of a sudden maybe Robert Salas, we'll see them again. You know, maybe that'll be a nice storyline, but obviously the Jets have to win on Sunday. Don't know Seattle place that. They've obviously not played well. No one really has played well. But, you know, it's – They're fighting for something, Yeah, too. they're fighting I mean, for something, too. You know, you mentioned Geno Smith. How do you think this Jets defense will match up? Obviously, Tyler Lockett's not going to go, it looks like. But they did get Kenneth Walker, Walker back a couple weeks ago. Geno Smith has turned the ball over a little bit recently. The Carolina game was a game where you kind of saw old Geno and San Francisco yeah. game a little bit. You kind of saw some of the footsteps and things Jets fans are used to. They got to get pressure, right? Like, that's going to be the key to the, to the key on Sunday because – we know DJ Reed's going to be fired up. The you know Seahawks didn't pay him, and 
DJ reader, he plays with enough passion. I don't, I'm not sure how much left, you know, other, other stuff he can give, but you know, you saw Scott and DK Metcalf. There's some really interesting matchups here. You know, Bryce Huff for some of the rookie, some of those rookie tackles. This could be a pretty, it's going to be a fun matchup between the Seahawks offense and Jets defense. Yeah, I think so too, because yeah, I mean, getting, obviously we saw the difference Quentin Williams made at his return, you know, instantly like in that game against Jacksonville. Yeah, we should and, see him more now that he's got to have that mini buy at least as well. Exactly. So I imagine, you know, him getting some rest to those 10 days. I think he'll be, you know, as close to 100 percent as you can be this time of the year. Uh, but yeah, having him, I think, you know, at least in Bryce up. But really, I think it's going to come down to stopping or at least slowing down the Seattle Seahawks on first and second down and keeping them in out of third and long situation. And that way you're able to pin your ears back and be able to get pressure on Gino. And as you alluded to, you know, he's had made some mistakes recently. And, you know, I know for as good of the year as he's had, Pro Bowl type year, well, he has shown those tendencies to kind of you know, throw the ball in the coverage there too at times. But yeah, getting them in, I think, third and intermediate long situations is going to be the key. If they can't do that, then uh, I think it could be a long day for the Jets defense there. But I think if they're able to do that, I think you'll see, you know, possibly like Quentin Williams get some pressure. Obviously, I think we need to see more from um, John Franco Myers, too, in a game like this as well. And you need to Bryce up as well. So, yeah, I think, you know, they would get like three or four sets and, you know, create that constant pressure on Geno. I think that's going to be the big difference in this one. Yeah, like you know, last couple of things here, obviously, kind of regarding this game. The Jets offense, we mentioned it, you know, need to be able to run the football. Seattle's run defense is uh, it's not great. Uh, the Sam Donald and Panthers, you know, obviously came in and punched them right in the mouth. The Niners, you know, did a lot of similar things. This is one of those games where I'm pretty I'm pretty adamant about the Jets passing to be able to run. I know it sounds it kind of feels like where they've had the success against Chicago, Minnesota, even in Buffalo, they were to start running the ball well when they were kind of starting to move the chains early on. They got the second and four, second and five, then they could run the football and get four or five yards a clip. I feel like this is a good spot for the Jets defense and Jets offense to kind of get right. I know we've been saying that now for two weeks with Zach Wilson, but I just don't think it's the same comparison. Every number obviously supports everything opposite of Zach. Uh, but do you expect the Jets offense to kind of get rolling a little bit here? Just because I, I do think you got to like the matchups. I'm excited to see Tariq Woolen try to guard Garrett Wilson at, at times. I don't know how much we'll see that. Similar to, I don't know how much we'll see Sauce and DK. It's just, these teams are very stubborn about not having guys travel. So I get it, but the Seahawks defense is not, not great. Uh, I mean, it's very young as well. Yeah. I think if you are trying to get right, I think this is the game to do it. I think, I thought Detroit might've been a game in order for that, but obviously that did not happen for a variety of reasons, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think, you know, what a man, to run the ball as we talked about and yeah I think it's going to be some opportunities for you know Mike White to take advantage of kind of you know okay you know Seattle defense too as well as you talked about you know they don't necessarily like to uh, have their corners travel I mean Robert Sala came from the Pete Carroll tree so they they do a lot of things very similarly in that whole fashion as well so I think that'll be an interesting matchup too just because they come from the same philosophy and uh, I imagine you know it's going to be a really I don't know if it's going to be very high scoring. Like I could see like maybe, you know, 24, 20 game. Like I do expect the Jets to win this one. Cause and for some reason I didn't, I didn't think they'd beat Jacksonville, especially on a short week considering um, everything. But I thought if they were going to win the game, this is the game in order they were going to win too. Just because I like the matchup. 
I like, you know, now that Mike White is complete, is healthy and ready to go, that's going to give the Jets an opportunity to, to push the ball down the field, something that we have not seen, you know, really since the Buffalo game where, he, you know, he, before he went out, I thought he was having some success with that. And they were they had a really good shot, even with him going out <laughs> twice in the game to still win that football game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how healthy Mike White is. Obviously, you know, he's been throwing. You, you watch him on the sidelines. He's been throwing the last couple of weeks, but – you know, he's obviously it's a little different. Yeah, a little it's different, a little different when, he, when you're taking those live bullets. <laughs> yeah, they got it. They want to try to get him. I think they want to try to get him in rhythm early and have Seattle not be able to really kind of pin their ears back a little bit. It's if you can get something of in rhythm early, you give yourself a chance to Chenna Nwosu is a, a nice edge rusher, you know, formerly of the Chargers. Was a good, you know, really good player at USC. He's had a nice year. Yeah. Al Woods, I guess, will be the key. I don't know whether he's gonna be back or not. He's when they're when he's out there run defense is not very good. And when he's there, it's at least, you know solid to average at least but um is there any other matchups we maybe i didn't mention that you're kind of excited for i i just think the woolen garrett wilson matchup is so interesting because of they're such different style players like sauce and dk is kind of a cool matchup because size wise they're both very big and they're both way twitchier for their size than you know or way more athletic for their size than normal guys of that position but you know so, yeah. Say, uh, yeah wilson and wilson versus woolen yeah yeah, I was gonna say DK uh as long as if they would however they match up because it's gonna be trash talking glory yeah. right there. And then you got a guy like DK's not your typical receiver. I mean, he looks like a linebacker, but plays as a wide receiver. And I don't know if Sauce has faced a wide receiver with you know just the physical attributes as that. So that's that's definitely gonna be interesting. And he's very he's a tall, slender guy. So we'll see if you know maybe DK can use that, you know, some of his that to his advantage you know when the refs aren't looking anyway because you know you know how that can be especially i was gonna say i think i would be shocked if dk metcalf does not end up with a, a 15 yard on sportsman like a taunting penalty because it feels like it happens every week and sauce clearly likes to talk so oh yeah you know i think he's gonna i mean you i can see him trying to get under uh trying to get under his skin a little bit you mentioned who you you know you think the jets are gonna win I was gonna say, what do you end up think ends up happening? I'm leaning Jets win, and it's more maybe because I, you know, I just I agree with you. The Jacksonville game, once they lost to Detroit, I'm like, the confidence level has got to be brutal. I thought maybe the defense would have a big night and and kind of will them the victory, but I just the offense obviously looked putrid. We knew the weather was gonna be bad. This is one of those games where so much is going right. I feel like the energy in the locker room is totally flipped, and it's like just go get two wins here. We'll get it. We, we feel like we'll get in. I think that's why, you know, maybe 24, 20, as you mentioned, 27, 20, I can see happening on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to win. That's basically what it boils down. Doesn't matter you, how you, you lose, you're out. Like that's basically what it boils down to. Like your season's over. Uh, I know you have one more game after that, but this team has been striving, you know, they talked about playoffs and playoffs and I know they said that it doesn't necessarily matter. They want to get a win, but in order to, you know, I, I know he had to feel some kind of new energy, especially when, you know, seeing all those results happen over the weekend. But I know they, like, they just got to get the ball rolling. And I feel like Detroit and Jacksonville were teams that were rolling. I feel like they had, you know, they had some momentum on their side. I feel like Seattle's kind of in the same places. You know, the Jets are kind of a team that's trying to find their way, but also a team that's still battling for something in the playoffs. And, I think it's that's what I think it's going to make for a good game. But I just I just like the matchups for the Jets defense there. I think they'll be able to take advantage of this uh, some of the thing, the mismatches of our offense there as well. And I think you know getting that pressure on Geno Smith and having Quentin Williams back is definitely going to be make a huge difference for this team. So yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games where 
they're going to sweat it out, but I definitely think <laughs> and the Seattle crowd is going to be very hostile. Probably one of the toughest places to put. Play. They played all year outside of Minnesota, but yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do like the Jets, uh, the, the squeak by this one. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page as you. I think uh, usually I try to wait till the end of the week, but the, the way the injuries look and, and other things like that, I just, I don't know. I think there's something Robert Salas, you know, had a nice, you know, nice year against, you know, had a good, you know, first game against Mike McDaniel. He's obviously could get the coach against Pete Carroll and as a head coach, I know he's coached against him as a coordinator, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, he's used to, he'll, he'll have a good, better idea. They just, there's a lot of crossovers obviously, but guys like DJ Reed, other folks who, you know, been in Seattle recently. And, you know, I just think it'll be an exciting game. I think there's a ton of storylines and yeah, no, I, this is, you know, I think we're all kind of hopeful whether you cover the team or you root for the team, whatever it may be, to have Week 18 matter and really, you know, go into that game. I, I still think it'd be, it'd be. I think all year I've been saying it's realistically going to come down to Week 18 winning in Miami for either team. Not sure my stress levels can handle that, but um, I think <laughs> well, it looks like we could be trending towards too. it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I know your favorite. Yeah, you're big. Uh, you love the. You love Sunday night game. <laughs> Well, hopefully, I'll take a Saturday primetime game. That would be, uh, be that, yeah. Then end up yeah. in uh, end up in Miami, in downtown Miami after the game. <laughs> well, I use well, I stayed in Fort Lauderdale for years, so I try to. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a difference, but yeah, I, I lived in Fort Lauderdale when I was covering the Dolphins because it was easier anyway because they lived closer. Like they lived in you know Fort Lauderdale area at the time. Now they live closer to you know, Hollywood, Miami. right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you hopping on. I'm glad we were able to kind of uh, kind of make this happen. And um, you know, obviously, make sure you're following Antoine's work. At, you know, at the Daily News, obviously, you know, on socials. And then, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, get an exciting game on Sunday. And Trevor Sikkim will be on tomorrow, and uh, you know, later in the week, potentially, you know, one other episode. So make sure you stay tuned for the feed. But Antoine, appreciate you uh, appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, you have me on again. Yeah, no, we'd love to. All right, thank you.